This is episode 95 of the Hillcrest Duo, recorded live on Saturday, February 9th, 2019 in Crest Hill, Illinois. I am your host, Metal John. You can find me on Twitter at Metal John Radio. Along with me, my co-host, Brad Risto. Hi, I am Brad Risto. Follow me on Twitter at Brad Risto. And today is National Pizza Day. Yes, yeah, the best day of the year. You're going to have so much pizza. How many pizzas are you going to have today? Because I'm going to get a nice thin crust, a nice pan pizza, a nice deep dish, a nice Chicago South Beat. Yes, I'm going to have them all. Personal? I love the per- Don't you remember the personal pan pizza? From Book It, man. Book It. That, that Book It. I got so many of those. It made me like Pizza Hut. That was the smartest marketing decision Pizza Hut ever did it because it got kids to go there. And I remember the day the day you got that little coupon from school, yeah. you had to use it that day. You went home, Pizza Hut tonight. Yes, well, we I would go on this. Friday night or Saturday night, and it was just awesome because I loved it. I Couple- loved my personal pan pizza. All right, so would you say deep dish or thin crust? What What is your favorite? Well, I love our Chicago-style thin crust around here. I mean, you live right by one of my favorites, Papa's Pizza Place in Woodridge. That's one of my favorite places. They're good. I mean, I, I like them all. Well, I like too. thin crust. I like deep dish. I, it's just what I'm in the I mood for. I love them all. I, yeah, I, I, love... I like pan pizza. I like the Chicago-style deep dish. Just getting the knife and fork out oh, and yeah. eating it. All oh, that cheese and bread. Just yeah. cheese. Bread, eat two slices, oh, we fall asleep for two hours, and then wake we, up and eat more. We should have had a breakfast pizza. Well, we should have, but um, uh, unfortunately, the Domino's across the street ain't open yet. No, I don't even think they have a breakfast pizza. Well, today is also, speaking of bread, today is also... All pizza is breakfast pizza. Today is also National Bagel Day, so if you want to go get Ooh, uh, some bagel, bagels... some locks. Mm, I believe nice. Duncan is running a deal for Bagel Day today, so I'll give them a free plug. Um... Well, anyways, today on the podcast, we are going to go through our Academy Awards picks. Of course, the Academy Awards is going to be uh, live on TV February 24th, 2019. No so, no so we will, uh, we're, we're getting our picks in early for this one. So we'll, uh, we'll have them all out there for you to listen to. And uh, before we get to our Academy Award picks for the 91st Academy Awards, uh, talk a little bit about some of the trailers that are out. That we, uh, um, a lot of them, obviously premiered last week during the Super Bowl. Yes. The Super Bowl. So, and some we just missed during a, a, one of our layoffs. So Yeah. Well, I, speaking of, we're going to go back to the Super Bowl. So the Super Bowl did have a couple of trailers. I, for one, was watching trailers and thinking to myself, I'm like, I wonder if Netflix is going to drop another surprise movie like they did last year mm-hmm. where they dropped Cloverfield right after the Super Bowl. Uh, and the trailer played during the Super Bowl. That did not happen, which sucks because I kept watching the Super Bowl mostly to see the commercials. It was a and bad friends. Super Bowl. And well, I mean, unless you're a fan of the Patriots, I, it really wasn't. Well, no bad one's Super a fan Bowl. of the, the Patriots, not really, except for um, in the Northeast. But uh, we did see uh, some Avengers. We saw a new Captain Marvel trailer. Yeah. Oh, have you seen the Captain Marvel um, uh, website? The official Captain Marvel website that they no. made. Oh my God! You have to see it. Did they it. just recently redo it or something? Yes, it looks like a '90s fan page. Oh, I'll have to check it that out. It looks like an Angel Fire site. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> it's awesome. You have to go and see this, and just waste like five minutes going through everything. You can even just do it on your iPad, but it's going to take you back to when you used to make your own websites. Nice. Yeah, I mean, with Captain Marvel, though, like, I, I'm going to see it, obviously. I'm just not on the, like, the hype train for it. Like, I am, but I, I, like I mean, Captain to Marvel. me, 
when I'm watching the trailers, especially the newest one that just came out, I'm, I'm not really impressed by who these villains are. They, It just really reminds me of watching an episode of The Flash. Like, I kind of get that 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 same feel when well, I'm watching these the trailers. That, scro- I, they're establishing the scrolls, and that's yeah. that takes a lot of groundwork. And I didn't realize this, but Captain Marvel can travel in time. Um, so I, I, you know, I don't know how much time travel is going to be involved in this. Uh, Samuel Jackson recently did an interview with Total Film Magazine, and you know, and and he didn't spoil anything. But when he was talking about Captain Marvel, he says, you know. You know, we're going to figure out that she can do things that nobody else can do, like time travel. And, uh, you know, so he kind of hinted that there might be some time travel taking place in I this movie. I think he might be, because I can't think of any time she used time travel in the comics, but I'm not the hugest Captain Marvel Well, fan, Well, but... I, I think part of the interview that really stood out was he said this in quote. He goes, the fact that I have the pager 20 years later, it gets addressed in an interesting sort of way. Well, I'm sure that there's some kind of thing that she knows is coming. I'm sure about that. Yeah. Yeah, but we'll, so, we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. Um, I did see a, a new trailer last night. Well, I think it's a new trailer for Shazam. Shazam, and, DC trying to restart again. Yeah. They're, and I, I I've enjoyed think it looks every trailer for this. Yeah, I, I'm actually I'm kind of getting the same, you know, Deadpool kick-ass type vibes watching it. But a more PG-13 version, obviously. Yeah. One that can be for the whole family. Because you have a kid becoming an adult superhero. And it's always been a fun concept in the comics. Yeah. And it's looking like it'll be fun to, a fun transfer to the big screen. I yeah. saw at least part of the trailer you're talking about. And him doing what? Every single one of us would do as soon as we became an adult. And Buy it, beer. Yes. And trying to seem official. I would like to purchase some beer. <laughs> and then just the chick behind the counter points to where it is. That's nice. It's over there. <laughs> you weird person. Uh, so Although, she's, if she's... I were him, I would have at least attempted to put like an overcoat over my gaudy costume. Oh, he's showing off the the costume. Yes. Uh, April fifth, it's gonna be in theaters. Uh, That's gonna be. Well, what is nice about this is the you know the actor playing the adult version of Shazam, Zachary Levi. He really, I looked him up, and as far as live action on screen performances, he doesn't have many. He does a lot of voiceovers for yes. video games and cartoons and stuff. So, uh, we're sort of getting a, a first time new actor mm-hmm. playing this type of role and uh this prob- probably could you know imprint this could him. be a huge role for him because yeah. everything i've been seeing of it looks awesome yeah absolutely. i hope i'm not disappointed and speaking of also looking awesome we did see a while ago but haven't really talked about it yet the spider-man far from home trailer yeah releasing been, on july 5th it's been a long time and obviously they didn't listen to me and Hold off, I'm releasing a trailer until after the Avengers, which would have been awesome. But I I also appreciate Marvel saying, look, you know they're all going to come back. This Because they've Kevin Feige even stated in interviews, this does take place after the snap. So they have um, uh, revealed that eventually the Avengers do overcome whatever happened. Yeah. I, and I mean, everyone knew it would be. Yeah, that's one thing about all of this that, 
is kind of driving me nuts is everybody's trying to figure out like, oh, are they coming back? How did they come back? Blah, 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 blah. It's like we already know they're coming back. We already know it's going to have too some, much money. We already here. know it's going to have something to do with a time, a time travel or, you know, like a rewind the clock type of deal. Like we already know something like that's going to happen. Um, of course, my big questions when it comes down to all this isn't about if they come back. It's who comes back. Does yes. Loki come back? We saw him die in the first five well, minutes. You see that do one? you rewind the clock that far back? Or do you go as far back to when Gamora gets kicked off the cliff? Or or do you just come back right before the snap and those people are already dead? Like Gamora's dead, no, Loki's think, dead. I think the only ones that come back are the ones that turn to dust. Those are the only ones, I okay, think. Okay, so the ones that have died pre-snap are dead. Those people are dead. So Vision, dead. He Loki, dead. Yes! Dead. Yes! Yes. Gamora, dead. Yes. Those yes. three Gamora, people are dead. dead. Yes. Okay, but I'm... Um, <laughs> She's expensive anyways. <laughs> returning to the um, Spider-Man Far From Home trailer, it looks like it'll be a fun little romp through Europe because obviously we saw them in Venice and saw some shots in London. Yeah. And, of course, we see Jake Gyllenhaal as, as Mysterio going up against... Well, what they want you to believe is Hydro Man, at the very least. Maury, um, uh, Maury Bench, as I recall his name is from the comics. But I don't think that's what we're seeing, because he is Mysterio, the yep. master of illusion. I think he's creating these elemental monsters, because we saw sand or rock. We saw a little bit of fire, and we saw water. And obviously, we saw some lightning strikes in London, so probably London. I think they're all illusions made by him. That's just my early, early prediction. Yeah. Well, finally, we're seeing these villains take on international cities and not just picking on America. Yeah. <laughs> Stop picking on New York City. Anyways. But, uh, but it looks I, I mean, it looks, so it looks like it's going to be just another fun movie. Mm -hmm. um, I do Teenage love it. Teenage road trip movie. I love, I love the end of the trailer. With, uh, oh, that is so in keeping <laughs> with Flash's character, though. Yeah. Because... Early on in the comics, that was it. He was the head of the Spider-Man fan club and would do campaigns against the Daily Bugle. Yep. And I just love that, and I love his just aggression to Peter. But um, I have one question, because I was watching the trailer again, and it got to the part of the trailer where Nick Fury is in Ned's and Peter's um, uh, hotel room and just tranks the hell out of poor ned oh yeah he just drops like a fly just boom. How, well think about how big ned is and how much trank there must have been in that for it to just be like boom that's but, a lot of trank <laughs> yes he's gonna wake up in like seven hours and not know what the hell happened He'd be like well eh, something fell and hit you in the head and knocked you out cold. well no obviously he can tell him because he knows peter is spider-man yeah. but it, one thing about that, he referred to him as Spider-Man. Obviously, he would know Peter Parker as Spider-Man. But I'm reminded of something from the comics. Because in the comics, unlike the last set of movies where um, Peter's parents were scientists that worked for Oscorp, in the comic books, they were CIA slash S.H.I.E.L.D. agents who did know Nick Fury on a personal level. And makes me wonder if that will be the um, uh, backstory they go with in this universe. Because I think that would be a very cool backstory for him to have known Peter Parker as baby Peter Parker. And obviously known his parents. 
Yeah, I mean... they haven't touched on his parents at all yet. They barely touched on Uncle Ben, and touching on his parents is something actually none of the other Spider-Man movies have ever done. Yeah, other than the... What was it? The flashback? In Amazing Spider-Man, yeah. where it, they we see him working in a lab. Yeah, exactly. And him trying to get out, and then obviously we find out his parents died. And they never really addressed that, not even in the... Se- did they forget about that in the sequel? I can't remember them even... I, know. Think, I think they did. That's even worse, that they laid the groundwork for that and never even expanded upon that, which is well, probably I mean, he, he always had, like, his father's stuff. He was, like, trying to yeah. go through and see what his father was actually working on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I... I think they could address the, the, the family maybe in this one. Uh, I guess one of my things I'm wondering, because being such a big fan of, of Homecoming, I wonder if we're going to see uh, Michael Keaton in this one at all. Because well, where this one left off, he was in prison, yeah. and somebody was trying to hustle him for, for Spider-Man's identity. Yeah, that was um, um, the score. I don't know if that's going to play at all into this movie, because... This movie looks like it's going to be mostly set in Europe, yeah. and it almost seems like it's going to be a completely, like, almost like a side story, like a new story, Yeah. and they're not going to try to tie it to New York stuff. Well, remember, they, they, they could. This, um, is a, this is a pretty big movie when you think about it, because it's the first Marvel movie after Avengers 4, so it's going to be setting the tone for what the world is like after all the heroes come back. Yeah. Or, I mean, again... Maybe they don't come back all at once, so it could True. be one of those things where Spider-Man is like the first to come back. Well, there is that line and, from Happy: "You're all alone," but obviously he's also in Europe, so he wouldn't have access to any of the other heroes. Although Iron Man can get there like that. Yeah. As I snap my fingers, oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Oh, so, anyways, we got some exciting trailers uh, yes. and some movies to look forward to. I did see Lego 2 last night. I'll oh. just say that uh, I, I enjoyed it. Probably not as much as the first one, but... Well, the first it, one was an unexpected treat. This is, yeah, you're this, going this one in you, expecting a treat. You kind of know like what some of the humor is going to be like. Uh, there's some really annoying, catchy songs. I so, love annoying, catchy songs. And there's a, couple, earworms, of, there's a couple earworms. of them in this movie. Uh of course, Batman's in it, and, and everything uh, is awesome back in your head right now. I just because I just mentioned it. Yep, uh, it's it's entertaining. So once you see it, we'll uh, we'll talk about it. Uh, okay, I'll but, see it sometime, maybe this week. We'll see. I mean, it's still cold here in Chicago. Yeah. Um, anyway, so let's talk Oscars. We got the the 91st Academy well, Awards well, wait, coming hold up. On. Let's, What's um, up? Uh, well, a few more trailers I wanted to touch on because oh, there was we one. We only had two. Sorry. Well, I want to talk about one that you're probably excited about that you um, uh, didn't get to talk about, and it was one of the Super Bowl trailers, Us, the Jordan oh, Peele Oh, yeah, flip. yeah, I've seen the trailer for that, yeah. It looks like it will be terrifying. Uh, I'm excited for it. Um, it's, uh, obviously we don't know much. No, other than um, nothing. Other, we'll get out, which was his first movie. From the trailer, you can kind of tell that, all right, something happens in this town, you know. Yes. Even the trailer had a very... This one here, you really don't know what's going on. But, interesting thought here. Does this movie take place in the same universe as Get Out? That I... Hmm. Like, I kind of almost feel... Because I'm getting the same vibes, those same, like, Get Out vibes. Like, like the music score is very similar to Get Mm -hmm. Out. 
Um, the characters on... and the actors when they're when they're talking with you, it's very it's almost written with the same style. Yeah. Even well, though it's a different story, uh, even though it looks like it's set in a different city, but is this is is Jordan Peele kind of doing this M Night Shyamalan thing where you're gonna start tying your own movies together? That would be very cool. And the only thing I really know about it because it'll also tie into one more trailer that we saw that well commercial in this case. That we saw is he got the idea from a episode of The Twilight Zone. And obviously he's going to get to host his own version of The Twilight Zone now. I am. That was an, by the way, that was one of the better commercials from the Super Bowl. Oh, it was. Um, Well, at first, when that first started happening, and, and you know, the, it was starting to glitch and stuff. Yeah. And then you hear, and then I'm like, oh my God, Cloverfield, another Cloverfield, another Cloverfield. Yes, I'm and sure I, that's what you I were was, like. I was like, yes, I, was yes, like yes, I, yes, I slid yes. up to the edge of the couch and I got all excited about Cloverfield. And <laughs> it ended up being Twilight Zone. And that made me excited too, because... I might have to get that CBS app finally. Yeah, because I do... I, I mean, I love the old Rod Sterling, Twilight Zones, Tower of Terror, my favorite ride at Disney... <laughs> And, and New Year's, they always run um, the Twilight Zone Marathon yeah. on Sci-Fi. I do watch. A, I've got a bunch of – we can do a whole podcast on best episodes of Twilight Zone. Uh, that's how much I like it. But with the success of Black Mirror, I'm not surprised Twilight Zone is making a comeback. Yeah. My one concern, and I really hope they don't do this, I do not want this new Twilight Zone series to be – remakes of old episodes oh no no i want I, it to be I all give, new original content and what's good about no, this is that they can do a few remakes but and maybe I some really twists but i have i have complete faith in jordan peele that he would not do anything that redundant yeah well i mean and you're obviously going to have the chance to get some celebrities to do yeah. cameos just like you know william shatner was in a bunch of episodes you watch all these old episodes you're like oh my god William Shatner. well some of those you ones know? were th- them at the beginning of their career let's yeah. be honest no but i mean with the popularity it yes. is now you'll have oh, you're people have, that'll want to like you're gonna i'm sure william big... shatner would do another episode oh like, you're gonna have you know? some movie stars in these yeah um movie stars. i just hope you know because what makes the old twilight zone and that's what's great about twilight zone is you know this is from like the 60s yes and it's creepy and not always scary but it's not, always creepy yeah and and sometimes a little disturbing yes. of how well these are written rod and, serling was the man let's be honest Oh, he was i mean if i could have somebody narrate my life it would be him consider if you will <laughs> john janota <laughs> Smoking a cigarette while he's talking. Oh, like, come on. Who, who else would narrate your life? I mean, duo. I, I, I could have. Um, I well, would, for me, I want Morgan Freeman. See, no, I want I want Rod Sterling to narrate my life. But if there was, if there was ever a documentary about me, I want Werner Herzog to, to nominate, to <laughs> narrate my documentary. I'm still Morgan Freeman, but that's me. Or John DiMaggio, but I like good voice actors. But let's get to good the Good call Oscars. on the Twilight Zone thing. I almost kind of forgot yes, that, I wanted uh, to, about that. Yes, that's why I want to talk about us so I can do, do a quick transition. Ooh, that was smart of you. Okay, but let us talk about the Oscars. Yes. 2019. Yes, uh, coming to Hollywood and Highland on February 24th, 2019, the 91st Academy Awards. Got a lot of history made this year with the nominations. Uh, we're gonna go a through. lot of history with no host too. Yeah, well, I, the whole no host thing. Are you surprised by that? Like, I, I feel like I feel like it's a good move because yeah. 
I mean, well, what really is the point of a host? I mean, no, uh, the the only thing a host does is the opening number. Like they kind of do the opening monologue number, um, and then beyond that, just a few one-liners where you're just introducing oh yes. and presenting the next award here is and Jessica Biel and technically the host does kind of sort of control the show and says when you're going to go on or not but they don't really need that they can have a um, producer do that and be done I, I will say this though I mean because probably the best host they've had recently has been Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy Kimmel has like a few things up his sleeve, like where he went and grabbed yes. all the tourists from like the tour and brought them into the theater. Yeah. And they were all taking selfies with Meryl Streep and whatnot. Like he does stuff like that. And that's cool. Yes. And then remember they went into the man's Chinese theater mm-hmm. and they just gave out free snacks to everybody. It's a thanks for paying for movie tickets. Like there was all this stuff that like had happened yes. when Jimmy Kimmel hosted that. He's, like we were not going to see a, that this year. He needs a break. Cause he did it two years in a row and it's time for him to take a break. He can come back eventually. Yeah, so um, I, I'm sure it'll be fine. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, so you've got uh, a few... Um, Big names and some history-making names, Yeah, I too. mean, for example, uh, Roma receiving 10 Oscar nominations, which mm-hmm. ties with Crutching Tiger, Hayden Dragon for the most nominations for a foreign language film. And obviously... And it's also a Netflix film. Yes, and let, let's just um do... Best foreign language film pick because since it's there's only one of them nominated for best picture, I think it's fairly self-evident which one will actually win best foreign language film. Yep, it'll be Roma. Yes, for sure. That's the only hundred <laughs> percenter on my list. Um, let's see here. Uh, by the way, uh, A Star Is Born is the fourth version of the film to receive Oscar nominations. It's amazing. And Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper are the third acting pair to be nominated. For the best roles. Yeah. Wow. Um, That's awesome. Black Panther is the first superhero movie to receive a nomination for Best Picture. I'm salty about that because Dark Knight should have gotten a nomination for Best Picture. Well, back then they did But then again, though, Dark... And that was back when they only had five. Yeah, I'll say the Dark Knight stub is what changed... The like way how they, they're going to do nominations for Best Picture. Yes, because that was back when they still only did five for Best Picture. They limited yep. it. Now yep. they've expanded it to, well, quite frankly, um, whatever the uh, people feel like is the appropriate um, uh, people to be nominated. Yep. Um, all right, so let's let's go through a few of these. Uh, let's just start with acting. Uh, we can go Best Actor, Leading Role. Yeah. I think me and you are both on the same page here. Rami Malek's going to win it. You He's, see, I'm actually I, gonna go with Christian Bale because I saw really? finally saw Vice and I thought he was great in that. And I just thought he was great. I agree, he was great in Vice. Um, Vice for me overall was just like a one and done movie. Like I watched it, I enjoyed it, it I'm had po- some moments, but I I'm not gonna watch it again. Well, as a wet person who is, enjoys a lot of the political um theater shows like The West Wing and every other and House of Cards, just the ones about politics, that was a great film for me. So. I have a lot, Vice winning a lot of things, and for this one I have Christian Bale. I think he seamlessly transformed into former Vice President Dick Cheney, so my pick that, is I, Christian Bale for Vice. Yeah, he would be my number two. Um, obviously, I, I'm going Rami because, it, well, first of all, he's won every award there is to win so far for acting. Well, except Bale did win, was it this? Two different categories. Oh, Oh, that was yeah. com- that's the Golden Globes have two I acting forgot. They have like the the comedy musical category, then yeah. they have like the serious one. Rami Malek won the serious one. Christian Bale won the the comedy. Well, one. I'm go- I'm still going to go with Christian Bale, but that's yeah. me. 
All right, so let's go on to actor and supporting role. Um, so I, I saw the majority. Of these, I did not see Can You Ever Forgive Me, so I, I can't comment on that one. Um, I've seen the rest. Uh, I did like Adam Driver a lot in Black Klansman, he was but cool. I'm going with. I, I recently, I actually just saw like two weeks ago. I saw Green Book. And, and uh, okay, so Michelle you and I, Ali, you, you and I, you and I are in simpatico on this one because I had him picked as well. Yeah, he's fantastic in that film. He's also really fantastic in the new True Detective series on HBO. This new season I of love, it. I love so, the fact he's that he's so good. Well, the great thing about True Detective is that they get these big name actors to star. That's yeah. nice. But the, the storyline this season is so good. The setting. It's a, a rebound from the disappointment of season two. Yeah. Uh, have you been watching it? I don't have HBO anymore, oh. unfortunately. Right. So going on to actress in a leading role. This one's a little tough because. There's a, so many good I saw people. Star is Born. I saw The Favorite. That's it. I did not see. Well, I'm watching Roma currently. So I'm still in the process of watching it. Uh, I did not see The Wife. I did not see Can You Ever Forgive Me. However, I've heard Melissa McCarthy is awesome in Can You Ever Forgive and Me. And that's surprising. Um, But I guess because I have to go with something I've seen, I'm going to go with Olivia Coleman from The Favorite, which I did see. I'm going to go with Lady Gaga from A Star is Born. I think she does a great job in her first real acting role and obviously being able to sing herself. I just think we'll put her over the top to get the win. See, I feel like Lady Gaga is going to win the best song, but is not going to win best actress. I think best song, that's a lock. Well, like, nothing sh- else is going to beat that. You um, see, I actually, uh, well, well, when we get there, we'll get there. Um, Actress in supporting role. Uh, I'm, I'm, I think we're on the same page here. Amy Adams, Vice. Oh, gosh, yes. Amy Adams and Christian Bale, they're like, they've been an on-screen couple in, like, so many movies. <laughs> they might as well be really married. Yes. Okay, but okay. Bruce are we... Wayne and Lois Lane. Yes. <laughs> now, are we going to um uh, be in Sapatico here, or have you finally changed, or are you still going with the, your original pick for best animated feature? Uh, no, I'm still sticking with Spider-Man. No, you told me after we first saw it, you were going with Ralph breaks the internet. Oh yeah, well I figured Disney's normally one of those still like like heavy favorites but it's just growing but i mean you. since we've done our top since i've went through my top 10 i mean what spider verse is in my top 10 okay so and it's my favorite superhero Sapatico. film of the year so then we're that- in sapatico on that one because that's who i have as well because i just think the because we've seen animation like um ralph breaks the internet we see it all the time now the spider-man into the spider verse was a refreshing i think the art direction of that is it's is what's going to push it over the top to get the win. Yeah. No, I, I for sure. I, I think I think Spider-Verse wins, hands down. Uh, cinematography, um, I, I actually, I'm going to go with Roma, because I'm start, I've am i been watching, I'm probably about 45 minutes into the uh, two-and-a-half-hour movie. Yeah. Uh, it's I, very I, I, well done. It's, I, I agree, and they're going to have to give it them there, that one. And it's just, it's a very aesthetically pleasing and beautifully shot film, and it is Roma, no matter and, what. And, and, movie missing from that category that I think is one of the biggest snubs this year is First Man. Um, that should have been a cinematography uh, nomination well, and probably pro- a winner. But It did get production design. Yeah. Um, where do you want to go to? A director? Um, let's, well, costume design, I had um, uh, Black Panther, but that's me. Yeah, I probably I, I, you know, They normally go with those old 18th century things, so I think the favorites where I would put my money. Um, okay. Directing. 
Here we go. Finally, Spike Lee's going to win. Yes, I have it. I, although, once again, I was um, uh, leaning towards Vice just because I love it. But I did write number two, especially because I think it's going to be his also lifetime achievement Oscar. Yeah, well, I mean, this is his first ever Best Director nomination. And, yeah, this is sort of like the lifetime achievement um, for Spike Lee. I mean, Black Linesman was probably oh, his best gr- movie in years. And- it's a, a great film, and it... It was a tough choice for me choosing between Vice and Black Klansman. I ended up going with Vice, but I have no problem with Black Klansman because it's just as worthy of winning. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I, I flipped I, a coin, and probably as I rethink the, the it, the one uh, that I think might upset it is uh, is Roma, but we'll we'll see. But yeah. I, I honestly think Black Klansman. I think Spike Lee is probably your one to go with. Um, we move on to documentary feature. And, yeah. Uh, oh, I, big snub missing here. Actually, two snubs missing here. One snub, definitely my favorite documentary of the year and one of my favorite films of the year, Won't You Be My Neighbor, the Fred Rogers documentary. Uh-huh. Can't believe it didn't make the cut. So many, not only myself, but a lot of movie critics like Dean Richards and a few of these others, they 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 have that on like their top ten movie list as well. Yeah. And for that to like not even be on here is surprising. Also, the uh, uh, Three Identical Strangers which was, uh, I thought a, that was a really just, good film. I and, thought that was just released this year in 2019. No, no. It was actually in theaters last year. Oh. And uh, CNN has been airing it a lot, which I that's where I just recently yeah, watched that, it. Yeah, me too. That that's, was a that's what confused crazy me. movie. But speaking of CNN, glad you mentioned it. My pick for best documentary feature, RBG. RBG? The Notorious RBG gets the win on the life ah. of uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I'm, I'm, I've heard good things about Mining the Gap. I haven't seen that yet. Uh, so that's another one that uh, may have to look into. I think a lot of these documentary shorts I, and features are, are available on Netflix. Actually, yes, and so. I didn't see any of the shorts, so I Neither can't make I. a pick. Best film editing, and I'm doing this based on one scene and one scene alone, Bohemian Rhapsody, basically for the Live Aid scenes. Oh, my God. It was amazing. Yeah, I, 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 I've, got, I've got film editing going to Bohemian Rhapsody as well. Uh, for a lot of reasons. I mean, I, I've actually got it also going for sound mixing, too, because obviously they use a lot of Freddie Mercury's yeah. actual voice, and they also use uh, an impersonator, whereas Rami did not actually sing. Mm-hmm. He just strictly did the acting scenes. But it almost uh, – you could watch I, that movie, and you would think it's it's Rami singing everything. Like, yes. It, it's crazy how well it's edited, both sound and film. So I've, I've actually got that winning both of those. Well, I actually flipped for sound mixing and uh, sound editing. I did one was Bohemian Rhapsody. I think I did that for editing and for mixing. I did a Star Is Born, but that's me. All right, as we, we can, move we can, on, we to... can jump. We can skip a few of these. We could go original song. No, um, well, makeup and hairstyling. We know what that's going to be anyway. We know that's going to be Vice. Yeah. Um, music score. Uh, I, you know, I mean, I this guess... is a tough one. I mean, I, I would probably just give it to Black Panther. That's what I did. I'm um, like, I don't care. Uh, now, original song, we've got, uh, uh, you know, uh, Shallow, Stars Born. I think that's a pretty solid lock. It is, but I... There o- is some controversy behind this. I don't know if you heard about this. So, apparently, that is going to be the only song performed at the Oscar. Well, that pretty the much means they're going to others are not going to be performed, which normally, they all get performed. Yeah. Um, however, I will say this as somebody who watches the Oscars every year, usually those song performances are kind of like what, what subpar. Well, that and it kind of like takes away from the show. Cause especially if there's songs you don't know, they're, 
being performed by people you don't know if they're not entertaining songs, if they're right. sappy and sad. You're like, oh my you don't god, have, it like, doesn't have the like, hurry impact. up! This is six minutes of like TV time, like you know that we're watching something you don't want it, like you know what I'm right. saying. But um, I so you're going with um, uh, yeah, I mean, not that I love the song or anything. I'm going but... with when a cowboy trains his spurs for wings. I'm gonna go with the upset. I liked that song. All right, but I'm that's that's just me. Personal right. We'll do best picture. Well, we'll last. do that one last. Production design. I already said it. I'm going with first man. Yeah, I, I mean, first man, I, I I agree. I mean, it's only got a, like two or three nominations, and I'm giving it to, I'm I'm giving it to production design, yeah, for sure. Okay, we did um, animated short film. I saw none of these. Oh, I saw Bow, because that one. Aaron, okay, so Bow is our winner. Bow Bow is right before Wreck It Ralph. So yeah, I okay. liked. Uh, or wait, no, was Bow before Wreck It Ralph? I didn't before, see it. No, it was before The Incredibles. I didn't. I saw okay. Bow, uh, was right before The Incredibles. Because I was confused. I'm like, I didn't see that. I got gypped. Yeah. Live action uh, short film. I saw none of these. Yep, yep, sound editing. I'm going first man. I did Bohemian Rhapsody for sound editing. Sound mixing. I did Bohemian. I did A Star Is Born. Visual effects. I'm sure we're going to be in uh, conjunction here. Ready Player One. Yes. Getting its only nomination and getting its only win. Yeah, that's one I'm really one for, for one. Adapted screenplay. Okay, here's where we. We're into the top three um, big awards for the production overall. And this one, I'm going with another w- win for Black Klansman. I, I'm I'm in agreement there. Okay. Then original screen- screenplay. Well, you already know what I'm picking. Vice. Uh, I, I'm going Green Green Book, I think. Uh, I, I really liked Green Book a lot. You see, so. I think the controversy that erupted around the Green Book is going to make it so the original screenplay, it doesn't get the win. But that's me. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a snub right here is uh, one of my favorite films of the year, Eighth Grade, which really should have gotten a screenplay nomination, but did not. Uh, Best Picture. All right. So we've got – here's the list of them, by the way. Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Green Book, Roma, Stars Born, Vice. Again, I've seen them all except Roma, which I'm currently watching. Yeah. Um, Your pick? This is going to be a really wide-open one because I can see this going a lot of different directions. Um. I'm if I was to pick out of that list which one I like the most, it's the one that just missed my top ten list, and that's Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay. That would be my pick. However, I mean Green Book is a great film. That it could, is. That could pull off an upset. Uh, I think Roma, because of all the nominations, that could pull off an upset, which would be crazy for that to win Best Foreign Language Film and, and Best, Best Picture. Picture. Um, but based on just like the the mood of the Oscars, I think Black Panther makes history and wins. Really? Going with the long odds on Black Panther? And no, I, I mean I'm picking Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, that's my choice. Okay. If I had an Oscar vote, I it could would definitely be Bohemian Rhapsody. Well, but obviously, who do I think is going to win? I, I think it's going to be Black Panther, even though it doesn't deserve it. I think it'll be Vice. I'm going. I'm picking Vice to win once again. That's just because I was fanboying out for adam mckay's flick and but of course uh, you know we'll we'll definitely um have yes. our, our post oscar thoughts coming up in a few weeks um but yeah that was uh that's that's yeah. it those are our picks and uh this has been another episode of the hillcrest duo episode 95 i am your host metal john at metal john radio on twitter and i am your host brad risto at brad risto on twitter and we'll see you next time